What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2. Only on Hulu. Friday. Look at us. All together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots! 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 Why this Friday. He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice? With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2. Rated R. Streaming only on Hulu. Friday. Happy holidays, everyone. We are back here, and I think it's been a while since... Uh, what, what's it been? A week? It's been a week? Over a week since we on a podcast. No, no, and then you muted yourself. See what happens? Brian and I just had this discussion before we went live about uh, his setup, and I don't know, he muted himself? Something's going on here. We're going to have to restart this podcast. There you go. Yep. Um, I said, do you want to know what it's been since since the last time we recorded? It Wasn't was... it last Tuesday? Or was it last Monday? <laughs> he muted himself again. <laughs> oh, man. Rough start to this podcast. Just almost as bad as the Warriors road trip, man. Hey, let's see how this goes. This go- nope. Muted yourself again. What a what what a what a start here. What a start. Maybe we jumped the gun. Maybe we should have tested out our audio and our headsets and stuff before we started recording here. This is never this is Nope, it's gonna go back. Oh, <laughs> uh, what do what do we do while you uh while you work out your technology here? I don't have uh, I don't have any preamp. I, you know what? Here's what we'll do. So so Brian is working on his tech here. He's trying to figure out how he gets his uh, his audio back. He can hear me properly. He just his mic just keeps cutting out and, and muting on him. Okay, here's what we'll do. 
So I wanted to lead with this anyways, which is again, happy holidays to everybody. And we'll, uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be giving out some gifts to, to the warriors, some, you know, not literal gifts, but our wishes to, to the warriors, uh, for this Christmas. Uh, so one thing I wanted to get out of the way before we started this show is, uh, our YouTube channel is, uh, is growing. And if you are a podcast listener, so if you're listening on the audio side through the BSPN network, completely great, love having you listen uh but if you also are on youtube subscribe to the channel because you know it's kind of hard to grow a youtube channel but we are doing some pretty nice views on on clips of of our shows comparable to bigger channels so the you know some of the content that we're talking about is actually uh resonating with people and with the youtube algorithm and such so uh just search for bspn bay area uh uh, podcasting network um and just give us a subscribe and and you know you'll see when we go live and you know we'll, we we have three podcasts or four technically four four podcasts on the audio network but three live streaming podcasts and then if you are listening through the audio side uh whatever you listen through whether it's apple pods or google or spotify ratings are helpful for rankings and such for us to uh to be seen and on pages and and be easily more searchable all that stuff so if you give us a rating and you know if you give us a uh if you write a little review as well uh you know we we will we'll we'll read it on air and and i I was talking to somebody bry because you there you go again you you got muted again um so i was talking to somebody who he was uh he has a podcast on of his own and I was saying, you know, it, it's kind of cool to read the reviews and, and give, give people reasons to write reviews and to rate your stuff. And he thought I was saying that he was gaming the system. And I was like, no, no, no I, I respect it. I like you should be doing all of these things to make sure that you can, uh, you know, you can get more ratings and such. Cause that's just what, that's what it is. Like we're playing uh you know we're playing the the apple podcast game you know it's it's not we're like trying to cheat the system in any way so we would love to see more reviews uh and and we'll read them on on our shows you know uh the different shows if it's specifically about about one or or whatever uh we'll 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 definitely read them all right bry so are you back or what's going on here can you hear me i can hear you so (laughs) it's never happened to me are you going to explain this this problem I, I genuinely don't know what's going on here. I think my Mac is just, it's your old Mac. So it's a 2015 Mac. And I think there was just too many applications open and it was just like crashing itself. So if it happens again, we have to restart. But for the time being, I wanted to start the show with, actually, now that we're five minutes in, how was uh, five minutes of BSing right there? That was pretty good. Yeah, it was just all about intro stuff. YouTube, Podcast nice. Network, all that. I'm I'm looking to actually do more stuff with the YouTube channel too, because... The people who watched the the beginning of this video, they saw a a, a video that uh, our buddy uh, uh, Zach made. Us Zach has a, a 49ers podcast out there, and um, there's companies that will that will make videos for you know a little little bit of fee. And so I do some I do podcasts for the Wrestling Observer Network, and they just recently redid all of their video intros, and I I, I like the way it looked. It, it looked really nice. And so I may go there and see if we can get one specific BSPN 
video yeah. intro for all of our podcasts just to kind of tighten it up and 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 make it look all all nice and everything so nice yeah we're gonna put we're gonna put some money into this thing for for 2023 for sure nice but what i was gonna say is do you know the last time that we ha- did this podcast what happened do you remember steph got hurt right the next no, game so we well yeah but we started this podcast last week by saying Oh my God, Carlos Correa just got signed by the Giants. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're 100 percent right. So it was. And we, so was it? Uh, was it eight days ago then? Like, yeah, yeah, I think we did it last Tuesday. Okay, okay. And yeah, so that's one of that's one of the videos that's doing really well on the channel, on oh, the YouTube man. channel, is the Carlos Correa disaster timeline that Brad and I did yesterday we did a, a breaking news podcast and uh so it's in the network and it's it's in the audio and the video but yeah like that we started it because brad and i had already uh recorded the day before so we didn't want to come back because i said oh you know i'm doing it brian we'll just mention it at the top of the show and it's been all bad since then it's been all bad for the the giants it's been all bad for the warriors it's not all bad for the 49ers. The 49ers are actually Mm-mm. doing really well with their third string quarterback. So uh, we're going to have to figure out a way to maybe give some good juju to, to these teams here. I, the giants may be that they may, we may not be able to do anything for the giants, but at least for the warriors, we need to give them some good juju. And that's what we're going to do later in the show. We're going to give uh, our wishes of gifts to, to these players on this team. But before that, we might as well talk about the first thing, the important thing that happened that really, really is making it a disaster to watch some of these games, which is Steph Curry's injury in Indiana. Now, I know people were kind of saying, oh, you know, he was going to bring them back and they're going to come back and win the game. I never really felt like they were going to win that game. It's just every time that they had an answer, like Indiana would come back and score so easily. But the bigger picture of that is, is that he did get hurt. He hurt his shoulder. And as far as the news that has come out recently, it doesn't sound like, like he says he can't even pick up a basketball. So it doesn't sound like he's coming back anytime soon whatsoever. That sucks. Uh, I did see that too. But I mean, to your point about the the Pacers game. Yeah, that's, I I think you could say that. Like maybe it's a fair argument that the Pacers kind of took their foot off the pedal when Steph went down. So it kind of made the reserves and Draymond gets kicked out of that game too. So no Steph, no Dre, no Wiggins. And I think Clay wasn't playing the back-to-back either. So it made it uh, easier for the reserves to kind of bring the game back to within. Like what they lose by? Like seven maybe? Like it was still a game. Yeah, the, the, um, I have the score here. So they lost... 125 to 119 and the day before they had lost to milwaukee by 17 um and and so at that point we said you know we were talking about we were coming off of the high of that boston win which was man that was such a fun game like if you just go back to that you know not even two weeks ago the way i felt about the warriors back then to now is like so different i'm like watching these last few games has been just like my gosh, are they the worst basketball team in the league without Steph Curry and without, like you said, without Andrew Wiggins. So we did our predictions and we said, what are they going to go on this road trip? And I said, I thought they could go three and three. And so they start that road trip with the loss to Milwaukee and Milwaukee is, you know, one of the two or three best teams in the league. So that without Wiggins, that was not that, you know, not, not that big of a, uh, of a surprise there losing to the Pacers. I was really frustrated in that game because 
it's just a defense. The defense cannot guard the perimeter. And these teams are eating by shooting threes. And we'll get to that in, in a second. And I'll, I have some numbers that will probably make, you know, your head explode a little bit here. Then they lost to Philly. Then they beat Toronto. They beat Toronto fairly well. And that's the, you know, that's Jordan Poole's best game of the year. And so you're kind of going like, oh, that that's that's really you know it's, it, it, it's maybe they can actually take one of these next two to go into new york and to lose by almost 40 points is pretty disgraceful i think now divincenzo jamichael green were hurt or no sick they're not 38 points worth of sick though when when they have to take a game off it's not 38 points so i would have been fine if they were fighting tooth and nail and playing close in New York, but to lose by 38 points is just, it's like, I can't imagine anybody wanted to wear that like they did in New York, in Madison Square Garden, like the Big Apple, like it's kind of an important game. And they just laid down like dogs defensively. It's frustrating to watch. Yeah. um, And, you know, we talked on this podcast a week ago on how we thought the next one was going to kind of be like the easy gimme one. And then they went off. (laughs) But what we, yeah, what we didn't realize is Probably by the time we said that, they were maybe on like a two or three game win streak, which is like, ah, whatever. But by the time the Warriors played them, they're on like a seven game win streak or something like that. Yeah. So and then you look at the Raptors game. I personally wasn't like too like, yay, they beat the Raptors. This means that they're probably going to start winning again because the Raptors were on a seven game losing streak. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, yeah, there was just any other team, you know, most other teams, the Warriors would probably have lost that game. I took Jordan Poole to go off for almost 50 points for them to win it. I guess they actually won it by a decent margin. But. Yeah, they did. So, okay. So outlook, right? Like you, like you think about the outlook. Um, when you go back to that Boston game, there was hope. There was like, oh, okay. When they're on, they can still play really good basketball. And we, a lot of what we had been talking about was you got, you know, you got to play the young guys. You got to play Kaminga, got to play Moody. After this road trip, I sort of feel like those guys had opportunities and Kaminga, he, I think he's been hurt, which is, which is probably part of his struggle. He only played five minutes in that Toronto game. And I I think he turned his ankle in the Brooklyn game. So, you know, some of it, it it could be a little, little bit of injury here and there, but I don't, I don't think he or Moody necessarily showed out in a way that, I thought they were going to try and prove that they need to be in the lineup more. Moody had a lot of garbage points yesterday, but I like I come out of this road trip going like, hmm, if they trade somebody this year, I think it's Moses Moody. Interesting. I think that, um, yeah, like Kaminga's road trip was kind of disappointing. Um because of all the guys that were out, Jermichael Green, DiVincenzo, Wiggins, Curry, like Kaminga completely just shoots up the depth chart on on who needs to provide. And I feel like those young guys are too afraid to mess up. Moses Moody and Wiseman included are too afraid to mess up. But John, Jonathan really isn't. He kind of just go, goes and, you he know, almost he, he, he almost doesn't care. He almost doesn't like, yeah. 
who cares if I get pulled out of this game? I feel like he has these modes where it's like, okay, I'm going to be the role player today. I'm going to be the slashing guy who's going to make the right pass and play good defense. And other times he's like, okay, well, I have to be the guy. And it's like, no, you really never have to be the guy. And when you try to be the guy, it's not good. And so it's a little disappointing in that regard where it's like, okay, we wanted, I would have loved for him to show, like have this, you know, Jalen Green, top top, top of the picks, uh, Mobley, Cade, because he was up there with uh, yeah. Green and, and Scotty. Like Ogner. have that have that type of showing with, with Franz as well. Like have that type of scoring output where you like really look like you have a lot of promise as a guy in this league. And he didn't do that, but I'm still confident in, his, in him as like our seventh best guy off the bench of a role players, just going back into that mode. But yeah, from perspective of like him kind of showing more than what we thought he already had, he didn't do that. And I guess that's unfortunate. Um, I don't know. I'm still like, I, I agree with you that I, I think, I think Moses Moody could probably be on the trade block here, but I didn't think he was like awful. It's not, it's not that he's awful. And I don't think he's awful because he can shoot the basketball. He just does not do anything uh, on the, on the court as you're watching you're 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 looking for people to stand out and kind of turn the momentum a little bit. And he just kind of hides. Like he he just he hides in the game. You know, you think about someone like GP2 last year. And, and I I'm not saying Moses Moody was going to be a GP2 type defender, but they drafted him to be a 3 and D guy. And so you you watch GP and you go, "Wow, like there are like two or three plays every game." where he makes sure that the eyeballs are on him, whether it's an athletically uh, athletic dunk, a defensive stop, a steal, uh, just a smart play. Like he, he made, he made those plays even, even in the, uh, in the playoffs until he got hurt. He, you recognize when GP was on the court, when Moses Moody is on the court, sometimes I'm watching the game and I'm going like, Steve's got to put Moses in. And then I look and Moses is in. <laughs> and I don't even realize that he's in because nothing has happened. Yeah, I feel like Moses doesn't, he's trying to make sure he doesn't do anything wrong. But at the same time, in that Warriors offense, I like, have to do things right. Yeah. And he doesn't really do things right. And he's trying to make sure he doesn't do anything wrong. Okay. Even if, let, let's say he doesn't, let, let's say it's not even about whether or not he's uh, doing something right or wrong. Kaminga, in doing anything, he he just pops out on the screen because he's got the crazy athleticism. Wiseman, he's the most giant human being on the court, even you know, in today's NBA, he's gonna stand out. And Moses kind of just falls into the background. And I'm not sure if you are searching for minutes unless the offense is working like clockwork when you are in the game and you are a big part of that. I don't think you can just stand in the background. And some of it may just be that he's scared to get, to get pulled out. He's a young dude. Like, this is not, this is not me going like, Oh, like he should be one of the top 10. Like it's, it's a different system. We've been talking about this forever. The Warriors and this two timeline thing, which is absolutely, I think we can actually say right now, not working. <laughs> um, but for, for Moses, I would just like to see a little bit more of like, I have to do something in this game to be a big part of it and to try and help us win. And he's just trying to fit in when I just want to see him do something that stands out where I'm like, that's a winning basketball play. Um, they, there's so much of, of what I saw yesterday and we'll get to this with, with pool. 
Brooklyn had, I wouldn't even consider Brooklyn a great team. They have uh, a great player in KD and they have a really good, what you would call um, puzzle piece in, in Ben Simmons. He doesn't, he, he doesn't fit perfectly. I'm sure like they want him to fit. Uh, and then they didn't even have Kyrie. Uh, and sometimes their offense actually works better when Kyrie's not there. Cause it just goes through KD, but they're a good enough team to where you look at them. You're like, okay, let's see how the Warriors play because I want to see them measure up against these guys. And they're just getting their butt kicked. And nobody, Draymond included, is getting mad at all. It's just happening, and they can't stop it. And Bob Fitzgerald is go doing the whole of, oh, my God, what a shooting uh, exhibition by Brooklyn. And I'm like, Bob, these are wide open threes. Like it's not like they should be making these shots. And, you know, I like to pick on Ty Jerome just because you can, but there's a moment where the, they weren't going to win this game, but they had got it, it at, at halftime. They're losing by 40. It, they, it's early in the fourth quarter. They get it down to 18 and they're actually playing well. Patrick Baldwin's hitting threes. Wiseman's getting, uh, getting dunks. And so, Brooklyn does one thing. I, I want to say it was Claxton. It may not have been Claxton. He just sets us like a, a screen that is not even a great screen on Ty Jerome. And I think the Warriors are actually playing zone. So this is even more ridiculous than, than it sounds. He just kind of stands in front of Ty Jerome. Whoever was, whoever was bringing up the ball just passes it directly to TJ Warren, like not even trying to run a play. It was literally, we're going to set a small screen on this tiny man. And he's trying to fight through this thing and he's flailing and he can't get around and it's easy three, boom, go down the next, uh, the next uh, thing. Anthony lamb misses Wiseman who had a little on him, throws the ball into like the fifth row. They come back down three right in Anthony Lamb's eye, and then it's back up to 24, and Steve had to call a timeout. And I was just like, as good as we think these two-way guys are, and you know they get some credit for being able to, to play, and Steve actually trusts them in, in instances more than he trusts his young rookies, they are still a detriment on the basketball court. On a good team, these guys would not play. And so when you see them play, and you see them getting all these minutes, it, for me, it's not, boy. Glad you guys are in this game. You guys are trying so hard. It's like, no, why are they playing? That's my question. Because if they're, if, if Ty Jerome is your 12th man, if he's your Chioza, uh, great, right? Great. He's fun to root for if he's Chioza. But as someone who's getting regular minutes in the rotation, all I do is go like, he's by far the worst player on this basketball court. And that's no shot at him. He's an NBA player, which means he's better than 99% of the world. But, but in this game, I'm just like, man, how, 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 how do we exist with this? And so, yeah, that, that was yesterday was so frustrating. The Knicks game was even worse, but there's no fight. There's no fight. You know, I'm waiting for Draymond to get pissed. And I think it's going to happen on Christmas, by the way, that's going to be one of my predictions. But I'm waiting for somebody to get mad. I'm just waiting, like, stop this stuff. Like you saw Steph, and we used it as um, a, as our, uh, our our little uh, photo here for for the for the for the uh, the thumbnail. Um, 
you know, this is the photo, right? When the Warriors are getting blown out, Steph with his hands together, near, you know, right near his mouth, almost as Blind. if to say, you know, oh my gosh, <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. And that, like, who out, you know, without Steph on the court, who's going to be the guy? Who's going to be the person who's just like, I'm just going to bust this guy's ass to stop this because we can't have this. Clay's not, Clay is for whatever reason cannot be that guy right now because he's uh not feeling not feeling like that like that person but man i'm just waiting for it to happen and it's just sad watching the offense sputter and the defense just give up wide open threes yeah and that guy i mean you just paid pool to essentially try to be that guy at least and he's been doing an awful job at being that guy yeah so that's a little frustrating because, you know, he has that great game against Toronto. And then you look at, you know, the Brooklyn game a couple games later and it's just, you know, missing layups, dribbling, like just having not being able to catch the ball either. Like it's just so many, so many mental mistakes that I feel like he's just. Uh, and then, uh, of course, we always talk about it. The the attitude or like he's just kind of looking like a sad guy out there. It's just it's it's so frustrating because. You know, you want these guys to do well. And, you know, the 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 rookies or the younger players that I've been very excited to see, although they haven't been really helping the case, like the guys who are playing, you know, getting the big minutes aren't playing well either. So that's putting the rookies more as uh, obvious trade candidates, which kind of sucks that in that regard, too. So I feel like the bigger question is going to be, you know, they're talking about this long road trip, this eight or nine game or sorry, homestand, home, yeah, eight home or nine game homestand it's like this is going to be a big indicator for how the season is going to progress it's like what have they shown us to say that they could even go 500 on this like yeah they have the nice home record but yeah that, like, that's I don't know it I'd, right that's it i don't know if i'd bet on them to at least go 500 500 in steph's absence and yeah wiggins not being here is like you can kind of see like that is really like a big deal but he's not going to be the 27 points per game guy while steph's out that's just not the player he decided to or the player that the Warriors needed from him when he got there. So, yeah, yeah so so we're going to actually go to the sixth game of this homestand, which is January 4th. That's the game that me, you and uh, your brother are going to. And, you know, I'm sort of crossing my fingers that, you know, maybe 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 Steph can be back. It doesn't look like it. And I wonder if he's even going to be back by the 10th against Phoenix just just the information that he's basically put out, which is, you know, he's just got to be patient with it and he can't even really pick up a basketball right now. It doesn't sound like it. And if you go 500 on this homestand, that is not good because then uh, you're going immediately on a five game road trip. And on that road trip, you got the the Celtics and the Cavs on the back end of that. So uh, it's not, you know, it's not going to be the the easiest uh, of, of road trips there. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. 
Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Um, so I had a stat that I was telling you and our, and our buddy uh, Ben Cruz earlier today that just didn't make any sense whatsoever for me. Just I just didn't understand it. So watching that uh, Brooklyn game, I, like I just was wondering, wh- why is the Warriors perimeter defense so bad? Is it rotations is it because they're kind of stuck in the zone and in in a zone you kind of get you know not you're not you're not purposely being lazy but you're, you you get kind of stuck into your spot right and you get kind of manipulated by some of the good teams and some of the length and when you have Ty Jerome at one of the one of the wings of, of that zone yeah you know imagine him trying to close out on KD if they just stuck KD out in the three-point line you're just like okay good luck so the Warriors have the single best home field three-point field goal shooting against. So teams, when they come to uh, Chase Center, they shoot 29.7% from three. The next best team at home is Memphis at 31.3. So there's a little bit of a distance there between the Warriors and Memphis. Yet, you flip it on the other side, when the Warriors are on the road, they give up 41.2% from three to their opponents. That is ridiculous. 41% from three to their opponents. Now, interestingly enough, Memphis is like third worst, I think, in the NBA with on road threes. So whatever, I don't even know what that means. And, you know, a lot of the, uh, the other teams are the... Almost all of the other teams, they're they're way tighter. But then you have like teams like Philadelphia, who they give up less than thirty four percent, whether it's home or away. So their perimeter defense and their length and all that stuff. And you start thinking about these other teams uh, that are you know that are longer than the Warriors at Cleveland, thirty two point eight at home, thirty six point nine away. Uh, the Knicks thirty two point eight at home, thirty four point six away. So, but. I just don't understand was it, what is it about the Warriors that makes it so that they are so grotesque on the road when it comes up to giving up three point shots. I don't have an answer for you. I feel like that kind of goes in line with their home record and their away record. Yeah, like, it, I don't it, why it, is it, that it absolutely so, does. It absolutely does. Why is that so like why is there such a gap there? I just, it's it's so weird. Like I I don't know if I've ever seen a team be so good at home, like a top team in the league at home and like a bottom team in the league on the road. I can't remember the last time I've seen that. 
Yeah. It, and, and your so, stat goes right with it. And so some some of the things that I was thinking about, a lot of times when the Warriors are resting their vets, they do it on the road, right? Because you 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 know you 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 don't want to upset the home fans by you know sitting your your guys at home. They're they're paying for you know fill that building, and that 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 makes sense to me. The second thing is something that Tim Kawakami and Anthony Slater were talking about last night, which is just the mere fact that when you're home, people are cheering for you, and when you are away. They are not cheering for you. Like that's uh, the 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 mentality, right? Of 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 being in, in a different place, and also there's travel involved, and you know historically, home and and away. You know, I I wonder what the overall percentage, you know, in NBA history is probably like 55, 45, something like that. Fifty five, you you know, you win fifty five percent of your home games or something like that. And the good teams, like the Warriors, you know, win win more of them. But even last year, they kind of struggled on the road. It was one of the things when they when when they were on in 15 and 16, they were an excellent road team and a historic home team. Last year, they were still really good at home. On the road, they were a little bit closer to 500 than they had been in the past. So there's something there. And then I guess the the other thing uh, you had uh, you had mentioned this. What, what was your you, you you had sent something to me in in chat like as, as one of the things that you thought it could be. Um. Yeah. What did I say? Or maybe it. Uh, oh no! You 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 said. Um, just that because the Warriors are champions, like these teams are sort of circling themselves, circling that game and trying to measure themselves against the Warriors, which makes sense. I didn't think that was like the sole reason, but I definitely think there is some games where when Fitz is like, oh my God, this team's on like a massacre right now, like the other team. Some of that, there is some of that to when he says that, when I think that teams do go up and get up against the Warriors, similar to how the Warriors get up when a big time player or when an ABC game is on, like they want to they wanna do better. I think that's how teams measure themselves against the champs and not only the champs it's not it's not like you know teams are doing that against the bucks i mean maybe they were but it's just also the warriors a lot mm-hmm. of these kids you know who are the stars of their young teams right now like they grew up watching the warriors just kick butt and and get kevin durant and break all the basketball rules by doing that so who's the gonzaga kid from the pacers uh andrew nemhard yeah i mean he he definitely was like trying to target <laughs> Steph, right? Like he was yeah. just like, I- I'm going to do my best to, uh, to, to, to get buckets on you. Uh, ben Cruz, our buddy said that he thought it was, ju- it just meant that they were that like the home record kind of is a little bit overrating for them. And maybe they're not as good as even what their record is now because of the variance and, and stuff. So I will, we'll see what it, I would I, I just, you know, I want someone smarter than me about this stuff to, study it and to to give us some information because it's it's grotesque the the difference in in the like 41 percent like basically when the warriors go on the road everybody against them is uh reggie miller or you know whoever yeah. whoever the 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 guy is who's shooting 41 percent uh ray allen or like that's essentially who they're who they turn everybody into on the road so it's kind of it's kind of a, a weird thing uh, okay, so did you find any small glimmers of hope on this road trip, the one in five road trip? Was there anything you saw that maybe gave you a little bit of like, hmm, 
there's there might be something here in the midst of all of this terribleness. Um, obviously Jordan Poole's big scoring game, but then it was quickly, you know, not as good in the in the next two games. I think for me, like I know I just keep praising Jonathan Kaminga even when he's not the greatest, but like watching him every single night go up against the opposing team's best forward and best guard in the same game, that's like pretty sweet. Like that's pretty sweet that they trust him to do that. And you know, it'd probably be Wiggins if he's back, but like JK is doing a great job against these people. So what about Wiseman? Wiseman's big game yesterday, 30 points. I think he only missed two shots. Yeah, I mean, that was that was awesome to see because I know that we've kind of been on his side during all this stuff. But I mean, still like to you could still see all the lapses on defense that is just like, oh man. But like even offensively, like he I would like to see him like maybe pass out sometimes so guys might feel want to give it to him more because if they know they're not getting the ball back there's not as much incentive to give it to him there's a play here by the way is Wiseman sets a high screen and then he doesn't dart to the middle what he does is like he kind of he takes up all the space and just kind of moves the middle and whoever's guarding him and if you were to throw that pass right when he kind of turns, he probably has a bucket every time, but they weren't giving it to him. Um, they, they were, they're not comfortable giving it to him, I guess. Maybe, maybe they don't want the turnover, <laughs> the possible turnover, but there's something there where he, like I noticed he sets the screen and then he doesn't like roll hard. He kind of glides and then just creates this space and shields off the defender. I thought that was something that they could work with, but you know they got passing the ball. Um, and the other thing is, you know, he finally just was just trying to dunk over people and stop trying to be nice <laughs> about and it. And I think I think there was a game plan to like give him the ball. And I don't know if I read into that too much and how it's like we want to make him look good so we could trade him type of deal. But there definitely was some type of assignment where it's like okay you guys need to actually pass the ball to this guy yeah uh like we said DiVincenzo and Jermichael Green were sick sounds like Jermichael Green may be COVID related but they said that uh DiVincenzo's wasn't and DiVincenzo's been playing really well of late he's a little small so he kind of gets bullied offensively by the better players but he's pretty savvy he'll get steals he'll bait guys into throwing him the ball and I like I, I want to see what happens when Steph comes back because then you 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 have four guards that you can that that are playing at a good level. Well, it, it, you know we'll talk about Clay in in a second here, but I want to see him back in the mix with, with Steph playing because I think he's one of the guys that Steph seems to trust. Like it seems like Steph really likes playing with him, uh, and so yeah, that was a frust- frustrating to see him out because I think he would have. He may have been that guy that I was talking about who's just like, F this, like not letting these guys keep killing us. He has been. It's been and that's been awesome to watch. Another thing that you can kind of take out of this road trip that I don't think they will and I don't know if they should is PBJ, man. What was that? What was that score? Was Did you watch the rent, the rest of that game? Yesterday's? Yeah. Yeah, I did. He was like, what? how many threes did he hit? I think he made five. <laughs> five of them, like in a row. Like yeah. he went like five for five from three like that's what i said in the last in the last podcast where it's like i don't know how a guy who can shoot like him like can't find minutes on this team and i wonder if they are going to start maybe giving him a little more spot minutes to see what he can do because 
he's an NBA shooter. Like Athleti- athleticism shooter. wise, he's he's he doesn't look like he's a great athlete. So that's probably mm-hmm. some of it. But yeah, we're gonna talk about him in a second because okay. let's talk about you know it is the holiday season. Uh, Christmas, the Warriors play on Christmas against the Grizzlies. And before we dig into that game, I thought it would be nice. Let's what what could we give some of these warrior players? I'm not talking about physical gifts, right? Trey Lance gave everybody on the 49ers uh, a Sonos uh, speaker uh, f- uh, for for their sound systems or whatever. Like well, I'm not talking about physical gifts. These guys could buy whatever they want. But what could we wish? What could we have high hopes for 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 the rest of the the season for for these guys? And uh, let's start with um, let's start with one Steph Curry. I have two things that I would like to hope that I would like to gift him. Obviously, the health. Now, if the Warriors were winning, if the Warriors were uh, sixteen and or seventeen and thirteen, rather than the other way around, whatever their record is right now, maybe the time off for Steph is like, eh, it's fine. Like, like he he can, you know, he's going to miss some time anyways. It's fine if it's now, but they have a losing record, so it's unfortunate. Obviously, I want to, I want him to get health, so that that is one. The second thing, I want to get him another player. Let's get Steph a player who they can depend on and who can play clutch minutes for them and who they can rely on. Uh, they may have to give up one of these young guys to do that, and they're going to have to mix and match with salaries because they're in this tax thing. And I know, uh, I think it was John Holl- was it John Hollinger who wrote that he thought that they were going to trade Wiseman just so that they don't have to pay that repeater taxes high next year. Mm-hmm. I hope not, but I can see the theory behind that, especially if he's not playing well. If he's playing well, then it, that makes it really hard. But if he's not, then it doesn't make it as hard. But I, I mentioned Moody, whether if it's Moody, but you know, we've mentioned guys Caruso or, you know, the, the best one would be Jay Crowder, but there's no way Phoenix has given up Jay Crowder to us. Yeah, um, no, I know. I know <laughs> you have a, you have a request for Siakam, <laughs> I say, which I mean, say, Siakam, I my... Siakam's like one of the 12 best players in the league. That would be awesome if they did. Should, I, yeah. should I, should I do the reasoning? Well, I mean, do you want to, do you want to get all the clay fans mad at you? I, th- I well, I did want to say at least that like, um, I've seen a lot of a lot of Warriors fans who are kind of use this timeline, use the Steph Clay Dre timeline, and punt the rest of the rookies. Mm-hmm. And I've seen them say like, "Oh, you sh- they, we should have done like Wiseman for like Royce O'Neal." And <laughs> and I mean, you mean the I, three the three point shooting god from last night, Royce O'Neal? Yeah, and, and even like a Moody for like a Caruso straight up, even if you didn't have to have the money match. Like I can't see the Warriors front office kind of just taking the L like that. I feel like they're too prideful. And they wouldn't do it unless it's for by, a big by the guy. way, though, last in last year's draft. Don't you think the player who Alex Caruso has become would have been drafted around the same time as Moses Moody? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess maybe I guess. maybe a little after, like maybe not that high, but somewhere in like the middle of the first round. Right. Like that, like yeah. we, what, what we see from Alex Caruso, if he, if he was in the in last year, that's kind of where he would fit. So. I don't know yeah. how, you know, it's just, it's just the idea of giving up a young 19 year old versus a, a vet. Yeah. And okay. So my trade proposal, I've been asking like people um, 
from like I asked I asked uh, my uncle who's a Lakers fan. I asked my other buddy who's like a LeBron slash Laker fan. I, I was trying to get different perspectives on how they view this trade proposal I'm about to propose here. And I actually I DM'd a Raptors guy. He hasn't gotten back to me yet. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've so okay. Here's the trade proposal. This is all in a in a in a universe where the Raptors decide. You know what? They actually won last night, so I was hoping they'd lose to to push this agenda even more. They finally Siakam, broke like an eight game losing 50 streak. Talking about fifty something, yeah, that didn't help this trade proposal <laughs> at all. But um, in a world where the Raptors decide, you know what, we want to blow it up. We want to just kind of revolve our team around Scotty Barnes. We're going to get rid of Siakam. We're going to get rid of Van Vliet, and we're going to get rid of any of the old guys. Maybe even Otto Porter Jr. is on the on the run again. And so that that would be to tank for you know Wimbenyama, whoever is in this upcoming draft. So they would. <laughs> You still have the hero graphic? <laughs> I do. We should get him back. <laughs> He's but, hurt again, though. I know. I know. But in so that would have to be the focus for this to become a reality and for the Warriors, I guess, to c- continue losing and realize that, hey, we need someone and we need someone big to make this, uh, to give us a shot. Because even if the Warriors, like, even if they go 500 or if they go less in this homestand, when Steph comes back, like it's going to be too big of a hole to dig yourself out of to even well, that, become that, still that's, relevant. That's so that, why they have to have a winning record on this homestand. Exactly. That, that That's why the urgency needs to be now. And this goes against everything I've said with the young guys, but I did a three-team trade involving the Los Angeles Lakers, the Golden State Warriors, and the Toronto Raptors, where the Warriors end up with Siakam, the Lakers end up with Clay Thompson, and the Raptors end up with Russ, those two Lakers first-round picks that everyone's been shopping around. Uh, Wiseman, Moody, and a couple pick swaps if they want it from the Warriors. So I was interested on a different perspectives regarding the trade because I keep looking at it. Does it work money-wise for the Raptors? So it doesn't. So the Raptors okay. need to shed $17 million worth of money, which is kind of a lot. So, so then they probably have to they dump, would have, dump they would have their players on one of the They teams. would almost have to dump like Gary. So Gary Trent Jr. makes like that exact amount. Mm-hmm. And I... I looked at teams with cap space who could basically take someone in and not really have to give match the money back to send back to the Raptors and the Pacers and the Spurs have cap space and Gary Trent Jr. fits those guys timelines specifically the Pacers for a good young player who can you know run with Halliburton and and Matherin so I just basically traded Gary Trent Jr. for Chris Duarte straight up and then okay but wait a second here so so the Warriors would give up Clay. Who's making forty? Mm-hmm. They would give up. You said Wiseman. They'd give up Wiseman, Clay, and Moody. But Clay would go to Los Angeles, and Wiseman and Moody plus picks would go to the Toronto Raptors. Okay, but if the Warriors give up all of those players, that is about fifty-five million or so, maybe a little bit mm-hmm. less than that. So they could almost take on. No, they could take on Siakam and Trent both. Because Siakam oh. makes 29, and if you said Trent makes 17, uh, actually, you know what? That might be wrong. Uh, that might that might be Siak. Yeah, uh, yeah, 29 and 17. So that comes out to what 46, and Clay, and so they'd still be under uh, of the players they gave up. Yeah, that just feels unfair, though, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the Warriors end up with Siakam and Gary Trent Jr. And, and so well, uh, the the Russ thing, uh, I wonder if if the because if if Clay's making forty, um, Russ making like fifty. Yeah, I want to do the trade again and do it how you said. What's Russ's sal- Russ Russ is making forty seven. Um, Clay Thompson is making forty. 
yeah. So the, I don't know. I don't know what the what the Lakers cap s- situation is, but they may have to. Uh, there, there may have to be an, another guy that they that goes off of their team as well, just to make it work. But you know, that, that's all that you know. There, there's know, details what, the, that you could. They're getting off of Russ at forty-seven and getting Clay back at forty. Doesn't that work? Um, yeah, but they're. I forget what the. I forget what the percentage of contracts that has to be. I guess it's close. It's probably close enough. Let's try this trade. The trade is successful if we get Gary Trent Jr. back. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that doesn't sound fair, though. And per John Hollinger's analysis, the Lakers lose four wins, the Warriors lose five wins, and the Raptors lose nine wins. What? How does everybody so no one lose? Wins. No one wins, lose wins trade. in that trade. That's why you can't look at the Hollinger stuff. But if you look at it from the Lakers' perspective, let me just quickly do this, because if you look at it from the Lakers' perspective, all of the all of the rumors that we've seen Russ and the two picks for it's been Russ and the two picks for Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson, Russ and the two picks for Boyan Bogdanovich, Russ and the two picks for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. Yeah, tell me Clay Thompson is not the best player they could potentially get back in a package like that. I think he would be, but if you're if you're watching this version of Clay it's playing not great. with Steph, who gets him open shots, he would have to pull back a little bit, right? Playing with LeBron is a little bit different than playing with Steph. He may be, he may be sort of turned into a sit in the corner kind of guy. Exactly. Um, and not to say that, not to say that clay isn't getting like open looks because of Steph on the warriors, but clay is totally creating his own shot when sometimes he maybe not doesn't need to, or sometimes he does need to, I think on a team with LeBron and AD, not to say that they have more gravity than Steph, but maybe as a collective, they command more people to, you know, quickly try to bait them into a, doing something so LeBron mm-hmm. would have a, a wide open kick out to Clay. Clay's catch and shoot numbers are still really good. I think it's in like the 40s. So I think that also if LeBron still had a say in that front office, I think we have no clue if he does or not, unless you know something. But I think if LeBron had a say, I think he would want Clay out I of mean, all sure, the packages sure. too. He, he probably has the just about the biggest say. He, I think he would vouch for, <laughs> for Clay. So... Um, and right. I asked, I asked, I asked Uncle, and he said, because the two packages that are really like the, the bigger ones that I've talked about is like Clay for Russ and the two picks, or Buddy Heald, Miles Turner and the two picks. Like those are probably the two best ones. And and he said that he'd rather have Clay. And my other friend said that as a LeBron fan, I'd rather have Clay, but as a Lakers fan, I'd rather have Buddy Heald, Miles Turner. I still think it's Clay. Clay has proven that he is there, and when it comes to playoff time. He's dependable. He won't get played off the floor. Like that's the guy who I think would fit the Lakers the best. The guy who ups your shooting from three and then still can provide a lot on defense. I think he would fit the Lakers perfectly. And that's why I'm hesitant to give him up. And that's also why, like, if you're a Warriors fan, you're like, no, you can't break up Clay, Steph and Dre. Like, I totally get it. You know, like hands off on the trade then. But if there is a way to get better, you know, you want to package the young guys and try to get a star back. You do have to add in someone who makes a lot of money and it's you know Wiggins has been the name that's been shopped around but Wiggins is almost like our second best player so I I probably wouldn't do it and I'd probably cut ties with Clay to do it all right so I I decided to give Steph uh, another player and some health uh, is there anything else you can think of putting under Steph's Christmas tree a championship let's give him a championship <laughs> another one to, match and to do that he needs Siakam <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so what about Dre I uh, I have two things for Dre. One of them is just a healthy Steph, because when Steph is not there, Dre is not good. <laughs> Dre, I don't know what Dre does without Steph. It's almost like it's almost like um, he's like a lost child. Like when he doesn't have Steph to create opportunities for, he's just like, where do I go? What do I do? I don't know. And then, and then he forces passes and he misses layups and he just plays poorly. Uh, I want Steph back. 
But I also want, I, I don't know how you can do this because we know their money situation, but can we reopen some dialogue and, and, and talk about contract for Dre? Cause we know that that opportunity is coming up and you know, he, I think he's played fairly well. I don't know. I don't think he's a $26 million player, but uh, I think he's proven that the Warriors probably should f- try and figure out a way to bring him back for at least the next two or three years. Yeah. Um, I also want to give him a long hug with Jordan Poole. I want to gift him that. <laughs> but yeah, the contract stuff does need to be talked about, especially in the beginning of the year when he was like so clear, like one of our best players. Yeah. Like you needed him to win. Yeah. I think he's definitely slowed down lately, but when things are running, like it's it's gonna be because you know he's playing at a really high level. So all right, Jordan Poole, I want to give him some toughness because <laughs> <sighs> Ben Simmons decided yesterday that the best way to get Jordan out of his game was to be rough with him. And he was holding him. He was grabbing him. He was fouling him. And Jordan was looking for help from the refs. He was looking for every possible reason to uh, maybe not be blamed for not playing well, but Ben Simmons took him out of this game in the first quarter. And that was all they needed to boat race the the warriors right then and there. Once Jordan was out, Jordan's supposed to be Steph light. And the second he was out, the warriors couldn't score. And it was over. That game was over in a blink of an eye. What was the first quarter was like 42 to 17 or something like that. Yeah. And Jordan has the ball he's the the dominant ball handler he's the dominant scorer and he cannot get taken out of the game that early especially by someone who's they're just being physical and long and d'ing him up and challenging him like that's where jordan should be like it's on like this is this is basketball it's on and he shies away from that moment and it's so bothersome to me because i want to see him Like, I want to see the fire and the rage in him. And I want to see him talk crap. And I want to see him busted in Ben's eye. And he's chatting with Ben going, no, it was the opposite. He kind of shrunk from that moment. And he can't do that. Not with Steph being out like that. It just can't happen like that. Yeah, I think we're. I'm gifting him hunger. But to gift him hunger, I think I have to take away things. I have to take away the food he has every night so he gets a little hungry. Uh, yeah, he he seemed a little bit like um, like those the, those people who you know when you play basketball against it and you know that they're really good and you're thinking like oh gosh how do I slow this guy down and maybe you 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 foul him a little hard or you kind of grab him and you see what you can get away with and they just get so frustrated and it sort of takes them out of the game that's kind of what it was like and it was like yeah, almost like too yeah, easy for Ben. And we're talking about Ben Simmons. Like Ben Simmons is the guy who's getting reamed by social media everywhere. This guy has like more determination than, than Jordan Poole. I didn't, I didn't understand that. So I'm hoping that, you know, someone could, whether it's Andre or whatever, just like, just remind him like, dude, you just put 40 some odd points on the Raptors. Like let's fight through this stuff. He gets to the line. He's the only warrior who gets to the line. So we know he's not afraid, right? He's not afraid to go to the hole. He's not afraid to get fouled. He's not afraid to hit the hit the ground. But once it, it's that mono imano stuff and he kind of shies away. And 
and so I'm just under his tree, whatever it looks like, the 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 vision of toughness. That's what I want for him. Uh, okay, what about Clay? What could we give Clay? <laughs> what is what could we give Clay? I'm thinking a little bit of like a uh, a positivity in the mindset and like a, just a trust factor and like you don't have to be 2017 clay you need to be 2022 finals clay we need the defense you don't need to make every shot you just need to play within yourself and just remember who you are because he's trying to be somebody who he's not and maybe that's because Steph is out and he thinks that he's got to pick it up but remember uh gosh it's been a month over a month probably when Draymond's had that talk with him and was like you know, you got to stop hunting shots and, and all that. Uh, he, he, he did for a little bit, but now it seems like he's back to just trying to hunt shots. And, you know, he shoots, he shoots the Warriors into turnovers. And what I mean by that is they make one pass and they're trying to kind of get something going. And he throws up a shot and it is so off that they almost can't even really react. And the defense is going to the other end and has a layup because they're, that's like a turnover. It's like clay shooting into a turnover. And so I, I want, I just want clay to just clear his <laughs> mind, play basketball. Don't be somebody who he isn't. And like, I'm sure it's frustrating to not have your physical talent and athleticism like you used to. And he's going to have to go through that and learn about that. But we're go let's go all the way back to the beginning of the season. Right. Remember when he wasn't playing in the preseason and he wasn't practicing and he was a little worried about the, like that there's a whole psychology to that stuff that seemed to have started. And this is after he had a really good NBA final. So there's something going on there. And I just hope that he can remember that he's he's clay Thompson. Damn it. You're gifting him a pep talk, not even a pep talk. It's, it's like a mindset. It's like, it's like a, he he's he like he's laying down on the couch and I'm just sitting there <laughs> and we're just we're talking and I'm Tony just Robbins, like, another Tony Robbins. I'm just like, Clay, you got to remember who you are. <laughs> he got but, the worst gift. He's going to be like, no fair. Steph got a new player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, OK, what about Wiseman? Um. Man, you you go on this one. I don't. I, I want to give him some hands. Oh, okay, okay. Because if he could catch the ball the way that he wants to catch the ball, because part of this is, I think he knows he's got a move that he's ready and he's got a position, and all he needs to do is catch and go. And sometimes he doesn't catch it clean, and so then it stops. And then sometimes he then drops it, and then they got to start all over. I I want to I want to give him some new mitts, man. He he. If he can improve just catching the basketball, I think that improves the offense, his offense, you know, that much more. Now, defensively, it's a little different because he's uh, he's so long that he gets out of in the wrong space and it just takes him forever to get back. And in today's NBA, that's like death sentence. Yeah, I'm giving him playing time, whether it's on the Warriors or not. So also, no, I think it's I got to be give... for the Warriors, though, or else I'm like, hey, I don't want to okay. give Wiseman a gift if he's on the Raptors. No, I'm just kidding. I would love for Wiseman to succeed on the Raptors. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, that would, I would just oh, I would go on a Twitter rant and be like, all See? my all my all my Wiseman autograph cards. cards and rookie cards. 
<laughs> and I'm giving him I'm giving him reaction time too. Because don't you feel like he's like a it's like a when you're when you're 2k internet connection is laggy and you shoot the shot and then the ball comes out like a second later like i feel like i've seen people shoot a three in that brooklyn nets game in his face and then a second later he jumps to contest patty meals i'm like the ball's halfway in the air yeah (laughs) same with drives to him like they they know they got to throw it up high and he jumps just that second too late to yeah. where they're able to get it up, and he it's doesn't opposite Draymond. I think we've said yeah. that too. Like Draymond anticipates like a second early. Wiseman yeah. anticipates like a second late. All right, what about your boy Kaminga? Kaminga, whoa! I'm giving him. I might be giving him a clay pep talk as well. Okay, I might be sitting him down. He's got the he's laying down on the couch, and I'm saying, uh, Mr. Kaminga, you do not, you do not have to be someone you're not. Not yet, not yet. Let it come. Let it come. Don't force it. Your time will come. Uh, I, I mine was sort of similar. I just want to. I just want to give him patience. He was so antsy last night, and he was missing easy shots. He was missing layups. He was dropping ball. You could just tell he so badly wanted to perform. And I'm like, that's the right attitude. Bring it down a second. Like you, you just you know have a little bit more patience, and you know the game. Let the game. The the here's the old proverb, NBA proverb, right? Let the game come to you. That that's what that's what I, I hope for coming. Okay, uh, just two more. Uh, act three more. Three three quick ones. Uh, two you know one sentence each. Uh, Moody. Moody, I am gifting Moody. Um, um dude, I suck at these. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I'm, like I just I, want, I just want to critique them, and you're just putting the in, well. Well, yeah, I mean, it is an, them through. No, gifts. it's an opportunity. Yeah, it's an opportunity to critique them. Okay, I'll, I'll say what I was going to say, which is, I want to give him a certain drive to prove himself, rather yeah. than playing so defensively like he is. Like I want him to just be like, you know what? I'm going to make a mistake. It's fine if I make a mistake. If I get pulled out, I get pulled out. But I'm going to give my hundred percent so that if if things go well, this is the player that I can be. I just want to put him in that in that mentality. Yeah. Again, I think the war just the warrior system requires that you do things right. You can't just like be standing there. So I want him to like I don't know. I'm sure he knows the system, but actually play in it. Make the right pass. You don't have to go create your own bucket. You know, you don't have to be the last chance guy. Sometimes when he just starts driving to the hoop with nowhere to go, like also. The, yeah, and the one thing that that could sort of help that is, let, let's let's give him an opportunity to play with uh, Steph and Draymond at the same time. That that probably yeah. helps. All right, uh, PBJ for me, give him three extra minutes a game. It was a minute. See if he could bust a shot. See if he that's could, three extra minutes than he already gets. Yeah, see if he could stretch a defense for you. I'm telling you, he could. I don't. If you can, if you can make him like half of what Jermichael Green is. I feel like that's a win. Give uh give the uh, for uh, DiVincenzo um just more opportunities to to show out cuz he's playing for a contract. He's probably not going to be with the Warriors next year. Yeah. And let's just let's just he he's he he is a heart and soul kind of player. He's very easy to root for. So just give him more oh, opportunities. Totally. Yeah, you don't have to give that guy anything. I feel like he's awesome right now. All right, last one. Uh Jermichael Green uh give him a seat right next to steve no i'm just kidding uh, I, I know. <laughs> give him a three-point well, shot i'm a little hard, i'm a little him. i'm a little hard on on jermichael just because i expected him to be a little bit more of a uh a guy who could easily fit in and it's pretty clear that this is not the right team for him uh so here's what here's what i'm actually hoping for for uh jermichael i hope that he 
has a next good couple weeks and that some team who who could actually utilize him better than the Warriors wants to trade for him. Cause that's, I think he just needs a different team. Uh, but it's kind of weird though. Cause he played on Denver last year and you got Jokic who's such a creator. And I thought, I didn't think Jermichael was this bad last year, but I didn't watch him this closely either. I just sort mm-hmm. of figured that he played a little bit better in that system, but if yeah, he could shoot a damn three ball, like team. if you could, if he could shoot like a three ball at a semi-consistent clip, like, I mean, he's useful to the Warriors still. So, well, that's what I want to give it's him. It's open. <laughs> There's nobody yeah. more open than Jamichael Green out there on the perimeter. Yep. Uh, okay. Um, let's last thing here. So just Memphis is the 25th. I think they're going to try for the kill shot. <laughs> they're going to try and run the Warriors off of the court. But here's why I think it's going to be good. Remember how I was talking about there's no one who's like sort of standing up and going like, okay, enough of this crap. Here's my real prediction. Ja and Draymond both get kicked out of this game. <laughs> I think there's too much like Ja wants to prove that they're the better team. Draymond wants to prove that it's not his time. Unfortunately, Steph's not going to be on the court. But I think there's going to be some dust up. If they don't get kicked out, they're both getting texts. Uh, I think that's worse for the Warriors, though, if they get, if Draymond gets kicked out, because we saw last year how they they can play without Jaw if they get Bane back. I don't know if Bane will be back by. Uh, no, they'd by... still beat the Warriors without. Uh, yeah, it's probably it's probably. But um, I, I'm predicting we're probably going to take another L here. Not like Memphis is is destroying everybody, right? They they're a terrible road team, like I just mentioned. When it comes to the shooting stats, they're they're just like the Warriors. All not as bad, but just like the Warriors when it comes to defending on the road. Uh, I think that I think Memphis will win. I but I what I hope is that it lights a fire under the under the Warriors because they're they're kind of just going through the motions against these teams. They don't have any real any real uh, fight for. But this is a team that they want to win. They want to beat and. Again, Jordan Poole, this is your moment, bro. Like you, these guys are going to come at you. Dylan Brooks is going to try and hurt your feelings. Dylan Brooks and, already said he's guarding Clay, so if that happens, it's a good sign for Poole. Well, I mean, but these guys get, you know, these guys get uh, chased off of uh, of guys. Th- there will be opportunities there. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think this is the kind of game the Warriors need to get their manhood tested a little bit to to kind of. Uh, I don't know. Show some fire, something. I, I'm I'm just waiting to see who that person is, though. DiVincenzo, we know DiVincenzo is that person. Uh, Draymond is that person, but Draymond is uh, trying to be Mister Nice Guy this year for whatever reason. Kerr is that person, right? But who else? Who else is going to step up and not let that happen? Kaminga's shown a little bit of like, you know, fu energy sometimes, but I think he also knows he's like a little kid and he's not gonna, about to get in any fights with these adults. Uh, so whatever, whatever it is, I still think they're going to lose. But my hope is that there's some fire and we're going to see some fight here on Christmas. I'm with you. Um, all right. We will be back sometime next week. Um, undecided r- right now, but um, we'll go uh, and, and, you know, we'll, we'll be recapping this homestand and, and we'll sort of figure out where, where they stand. Cause you know, we went, when we last recorded, we we're like, okay, six six games on the road. What is it going to be like? And it was all bad. So I hope 
that the next time we record, it's just going to be all good and this is going to be all positive and we're going to have solved all these Warriors problems. Heck yeah. All right. What is, uh, before we get out of here, what's, uh, what's the latest on the BAM? Um, pod coming out today. We did the most intriguing blow it up teams. So yeah, the, the whole Raptors trade thing was in there too. Um, got verified on Twitter. Don't know how that happened. No, I think we know how that happened. <laughs> All right, let's kick us out of here. Let's go. Wait, let's wait. Your, your, your guy, Elon, though, you, you're okay with uh, how this verification works? Uh, no, no, but I might as well, like, abuse it while it's there, right? <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm watching you. If, if you get any anything out of having this blue check mark, I'm all for doing that for not only this account, but for my uh, Fight Game Media account, too. Yeah, if, it if might be smart any, for brands. If there's any positivity to this, if you get extra followers, if you get extra likes, if people see your stuff more, it could be worth it. Mm-hmm. But I'm using you as the... Uh, I'm the guinea pig. The exa- you're the guinea pig, the example here for me before I do... Before I give Elon any of my money. Uh, all right. Before we kick us out, uh, what's his name? Greg Johnson? The oh, the Giants. The, the Giants. Uh, yeah. the, son, the son of the owner, you mean? The guy who's kind of like... Yeah, the, yeah. He's, yeah. No, he's like the chairman or something, like the president yes, or something but, like but that. But the owner... Yeah, the owner is his dad. Yeah, the, yeah. The majority owner is his dad, yeah. Yeah, F the Johnsons, F Larry Bear, whatever you didn't pronounce his name. <laughs> Poor Larry Bear. Larry Larry Bear's taking taking shots, even though he's he like, "What did be. I do? I'm just I'm just the I'm just the the, the spokesperson." Uh, no, no Zadie though, huh? No, no. Nah, I, I, I'm still in the mindset that he might not have been like as kept out of the blue as us, but I, I really feel like it was cold feet from ownership. Mm, interesting. All right. Like imagine imagine going to an auction. And you're you're bidding on something, and then it's like, okay, eighty dollars. Someone bids you to eighty dollars, and then you're like, screw it, one twenty, one twenty, and you win it, and then you're like, ah, maybe I overpaid there. <laughs> maybe I don't want to want to penny up and and give them that money. I feel like that's what happened. Oh man, if that if that, I mean, t- talk about scared money. <laughs> uh, yeah, what a, what a frustrating day these last couple of days of being a Giants fan. I've been, been so sad, and then I've been mad. So many emotions. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, because you you went to more games than I did last year. All right. So uh, we'll be back, like I said. And then, you know, we we are going to look forward to going to the game on the 4th. We could see uh, Detroit with sadly no Cade, though. Uh, all right. So we'll see everybody next week when we are back. For Bri, I'm Double G. See when we see you. Peace out. This is Andrew Rotondi from the Bronx Pinstripe Show. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my podcast, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and business operations. Now, they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's an amazing platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. So in other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the Blue Wire investment round or just want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire. Again, wefunder.com slash bluewire. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.